Hello, hello, you're listening to KWCW 90.5. This is Franco, and this is Complicating the Narrative. Or it's philosophy. 
But yeah. What philosophy do you read? If you don't mind me asking. If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, well, uh, this was an example of the, one of the philosophy books that I that, that I read. The other, another one I really really like is called uh, Notes from Notes from Underground, which is by Fyodor Dostoevsky, a Russian novelist. He, th that one was actually pretty sad, and like I don't want to sit down here and do the analysis of the whole thing, but um, it's about a man who kind of has got to a point in life where he takes pleasure in not seeing himself as human anymore, doesn't have any respect for himself, and he's like, he's on the kind of lowest echelon of what human beings can be, mentally speaking, and it, it talks about the dangers um, that civilization faces if, say, we were to like give into some of our worst tendencies, not books like mean a lot to you just because like you I don't know like, like aspect of the book or like you just like like philosophy in general and you just have this book uh, I mean I like thinking a lot a lot of these books are very thought-provoking so I read them and I like kind of contemplate sit and then I I talk with my family about them my brother particularly and we just discuss these ideas, things we agree with, things we don't agree with, this stuff like that. I think I like them for the reason that a lot of what you learn from these books can be applicable to real life. Mm -hmm. And it just allows me to like kind of get lost, mentally speaking, <laughs> in like the, this I, realm of just thinking about problems and thinking about things, thinking about life, just contemplating life. But yeah, nothing... nothing uh, it's not like, like, I don't get a kick out of reading it, if that's what you're asking. It's not like, mm -hmm. I don't get drawn to it as if like, oh, this is going to be so exciting. It's like, oh, I want to read this and I want to like see this person's perspectives and what they're trying to say and kind of like analyze them, see if I agree, see if I disagree, see if I can argue with it. Like if they were here, if I'd have arguments against it and stuff like that. But yeah. You mentioned your brother, and I know that you have a twin brother. Yeah. Would you say you do have different identities, like different personalities, or you, you guys are drawn to the same thing? Because, like, in my understanding, like, every time I just see twin brothers, yeah. I'm like, you guys probably, because you look the same, like, so do you have, like, similar identities or attractions, personalities, I don't know, likes and dislikes? Mm-hmm. Um... I, I don't know how it started off when we were kids, but we do have similar interests, but, like, we have kind of somehow managed to divide those interests into, like, subcategories. So, we like, we both like reading philosophy, but he likes reading different kinds of people. He He's also into movies. He just watches different kinds of movies. We have similar interests, but, like, it's, it's, it's at a point where we can talk about things mm. and exchange ideas. Mm. But it's not at a point where like everything is the exact same. Mm -hmm. Part of we also we also make conscious effort to like 
actually be oriented differently. Like we could have gone to the same school, but we went to different schools, like because we wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. We we like want to have different perspectives as we grow, and so yeah, we kind of force a part of that onto ourselves as well. Like if we're getting too similar on some things, we just like kind of try to like spread out and cover as much ground as we can. Then we talk about things and kind of he helps me understand things that he's learned or read and I do the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you say scares you the most? And then also, what would you say makes you happy or gives you hope? Um, scares me the most. Just heads up for people that are listening. I mean, this is like complicating the narrative. So it is like about asking questions that are personal yeah. to, to someone and then also all like every person that I interview they do have the questions deep so I just like I don't I don't cross like I try not <laughs> to cross like any barrier that is like people wouldn't speak about but it is about like showing that people have identities and different identities and different cultures on Whitman campus so yeah sorry yeah, sure yeah no um, I think my worst fear would probably be not being able to fulfill my potential in a way or like like falling short of my expectations i would say Mm -hmm. like if i don't end up as competent as i think i am or like as hardworking as i think i am if like if i see myself wasting away in a way Mm -hmm. i feel like that is one of my worst fears um what makes me happy is okay well you could also divide that into two categories. Mm-hmm. There are things that make me happy and that there are like kind of people that make me happy. Mm-hmm. Things that make me happy primarily are like stuff that allows me to use my brain and think. So I really like to learn. Mm-hmm. I really like to read. Anything that allows me to like just grow intellectually speaking makes me very happy. Uh, when it comes to people, um, people who I can be emotionally honest with and like have a genuine relationship with and like mostly friends but like it could be anyone mm-hmm. but if, if I can have an authentic relationship where I I'm not faking stuff and they're not faking stuff and we can be real with one one another I feel like that that makes me happy have you have you ever talked about what makes you happy on this show yes I did yeah cool but I mean I like to you know, I, me and you always talk, talk about these things the yeah. whole time, but I just like to bring it to audience and people listening. But, yeah, I do. Uh, I'll ask you more questions in relation to identity on Whitman campus, but after this break. Thank you.
Alright. Alright, welcome back again. And this this is complicating the narrative. This is Franco and today I'm joined by Al. Yes, yes you are. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, so if you could have a coffee, beer with someone um, that you really look up to or living or dead or just someone that interests you, who would it be and why? I How like, would you ask them as well? I'd just like to make this very clear that um, for people who are under 21, I do not condone drinking beer. Please do not consume any form of alcohol whatsoever. But if I could still have a beer with um, anyone who I know, could they be dead? Yeah, dead or alive. If they could be dead... Uh, <laughs> not dead, like, as in, like, you kill them. Yeah, no, but, like, yeah, why would I kill them? I would, I have no good reason, right? But, yeah, if they were dead and I have to, I have to have a beer with them, and, like, considering they can still talk and it's not just their, like, body lying around, I would probably want it to be, um... Oh, uh, either one of the physicists that I kind of like, Richard Feynman, or I'd say a mathematician. His name's Kurt Gödel. Um, it's I mean not really. It's it's kind of difficult because I know I don't know enough about Gödel numbers to like have a proper discussion with him, but. I feel like it'd be very interesting to like see where he came from because he think I feel like he is an Einstein level genius when it comes to the field of mathematics. He's completely turned the whole thing upside down, and I feel like a conversation with him would be very interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it's I don't think I can answer that question in a really straight way because I would like to have a bunch of people on the same table that I could have a beer with, and I feel like if that is the case, then I'd have. Somebody who's a physicist, hopefully Einstein, or or Planck. Somebody who's a mathematician, hopefully uh, either either Russell or Gödel. Somebody who's a musician, uh, it's probably going to be Bach. Somebody who who's an artist, uh, probably this is German guy's name's Caspar David Frederick. Mm -hmm. Him. Mm -hmm. And the last person would probably be a writer. And I'm not sure about who the writer would be, but we we could choose someone, honestly. Mm -hmm. Nietzsche, let's go Nietzsche. Oh, interesting. So Most of I, them are Germans. From knowing, <laughs> from knowing you, like this is like, like aspects of your personality that you're interested in, like, uh, like something that you're interested in, like you know, philosophy. Also, you said physics. Yeah. You said Math. music, classical music, blah, which I'm about to play after the show. Sure. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, do you enjoy like? <laughs> do you enjoy like reading to these people, meeting these people? Like, would you like, like have a personal discussion with them, or like have a discussion like about their like work? Well, it's. I think that's a good question. I feel like have. I wouldn't be with them, not primarily because I feel like I'd be able to contribute to the discussion in some way because I feel like I'd be very, very humbled mm -hmm. if I'm like in, a, in the midst of all these great men. But um, I, why I want to be with them is primarily because I feel like 
the conversation they would have amongst themselves mm-hmm. is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not as much who I want to talk to. It's I just want to sit there and observe what they talk about. Because, I mean, as much as I like to speak, I feel like sometimes it's just way better to sit down and like just listen to what people are talking about. And when it's people like this, I am like more than happy to just sit down and absorb everything they're talking about. Would you ask them like, you know, like these life big questions about like what their labels are or like like their differences in life or their approaches to life or Okay, one of the things I've noticed between people who are <laughs> Sorry, it's microphone <laughs> That's issues. Fine, yeah, and I keep shoving it in my mouth. <laughs> but I, no, one of the one of the common themes that I have noticed between all these people is that yes, they have some opinions some of them might be like really strong opinions, but generally speaking, they tend to stay away or stay neutral or like not talk about them because they are really absorbed in one or the other fields, right? Like Einstein would be really, really absorbed in physics. Uh, Bach was really, really absorbed in music. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like they are, if they've kind of transcended the whole idea of being labeled and you know, having a group identity or, like, belonging to some place. They still might be because they were living in those times. But I don't think I'd be interested in asking them because, firstly, it doesn't serve me any purpose. Well, like, knowing what their identities or affiliations are does not help me in any way. Secondly, it's it, it just be... I wouldn't want to sit there and ask them about their affiliations when they're talking about something that is much more, like, greater when you when you think about... Much more profound, I think, is a better word. I think it does contribute to my show to ask you about these questions. So, That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so if you could say like your identity and belonging to Whitman, how would you say you belong to Whitman Campus, or how do you feel, or do you feel like belonging to Whitman Campus, and what aspects and why? Um, well, okay, well, okay, I'm gonna answer that in two different um, ways. I'll split that into belonging to the campus and then belonging to the community. Mm-hmm. I feel like with campus, it's actually pretty strong because as much as I dislike the town because there's nothing to do here, I really, really like the fact also, that... Also, KWCW 90.5 is not a Whitman-owned radio, <laughs> radio station. It is in Whitman College, but it is for people in town. So just heads okay. up. Yeah, no, okay. Well, it's just it's a small town. Small towns are not my vibe. Okay. That's, that's the thing. It's I don't have anything against the town. I just don't, I just okay. don't have anything to do. That's yes. the thing. You know, as somebody who's full of energy, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you can understand as a young man. No, I do understand that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. But why I feel like I belong to the campus is because over time I feel like I've developed a sense of like identity. Every time I'm in, I'm. I'm in Seattle, or like I'm tran- like transiting through the Seattle airport, you know, the section you have to go to to get a flight to Walla Walla. Mm-hmm. It's like every time I walk there, I'm like, okay, it kind of feels like I'm going back home every time I'm like around that like part of the airport. So I don't know how it's developed. I don't know why it's developed. It's, it's got to do a lot with the fact that I feel very comfortable being in this place because I'm surrounded with people I really care about and people who I hope care about me as well. But yeah, I, I think that's got to do with it for the most part like the, it's the people i think I've, I've formed some really good and deep connections with some people here um most of them are my really really close friends and they kind of make me feel comfortable in this place and that is why i feel at home when i'm here with the community i also feel like um 
Whitman has allowed me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and do things that I wouldn't ordinarily do and has kind of given me a platform to exercise my voice and mm. my um, opinion that has a bit of diversity in its background, mm. which is why I kind of, I really respect the Whitman community and which is why I feel like I'm a part of it because it allows me to express myself pretty freely for the most so part. So you say you you are here at Whitman campus like con contributing to it by expressing yourself? For the most part, I'm expressing myself, but a very big part of it is also kind of discovering myself. Like I said, it's it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. I'm I'm doing things I haven't done before. Mm -hmm. This this radio interview included. So I feel like part of that helps me understand myself better and helps me understand my limitations better. And for places and people that make you understand yourself better, you can't help but feel like you're a part of that. Well, it is an identity. honor to have you in here. Bro, come on, dude. Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. If this interview feels like it's informal, like with other interviews, like when I interviewed President Bolton, it's because it I was is, my friend. And President informal. Bolton is Whitman. She's Whitman president. president yeah, so. Yeah. so, Al, when you're discussing larger questions, uh, when you're thinking about larger questions, what resonate with you? Like what labels resonate with you? Like in terms of like your identity or in terms of the place? And what would you like not like okay could you help me understand that question better by like giving me a sample answer yeah i'm not sure w w how i'm supposed to answer that well larger question like larger questions about life about philosophy about identity about like spirituality about whatever it's so, like what terms do you use like to identify yourself and also what terms do you use to feel belonging in the community here twitman Well, one of the larger questions that I often find myself asking is one of obviously life and how we came to be as mm -hmm. a species, that is, and what, why being on campus catalyzes that in some capacity is because there are a lot of people who, here who are also asking the same questions, especially in uh, the science department. There are people who are really interested in astronomy and like just observing the universe and we sometimes end up talking about how the, the earth was created and how the universe was created and stuff like that. That kind of make, helps me like realize that I'm not the only one who's asking these questions. But the larger questions, yeah, I think that's the primary question that I am in search of, which is how human beings came to be. The other question is about like, just living life and pursuit of happiness and pursuit of meaning. and. I feel like you are one of the pe people who contribute a lot towards answering that question because, you know, we talk a lot. We go on, like, we walk. We do discuss uh, yeah. these questions a lot, that's a, true. Yeah, at, at midnight and stuff. And a few, few of my other friends, we talk about this stuff, and just, it kind of makes me feel glad that I have people on campus who are, like, part of the community that kind of are asking the same questions and, like, are in the same boat as me. And that kind of helps me identify with the community, just like you, like you posed. Thank you, my friend. So you mentioned science, and you said that science contributes a lot to you. What does it mean in terms of your personal identity and answering these questions? What, is, what does science mean in terms of... Um, like for you? No, I just feel like it's... If you look at how... Okay, 
So let's look at it this way. The second law of thermodynamics is that in an isolated system, the entropy always increases. The entropy of an isolated system always increases. And I mean, it's a very, very far-fetched um, kind of um, connection that I'm making. Mm -hmm. But if you look at how how human beings came to be, you could say it was just it was an accident because there was a lot of disorder, a lot of chaos, and out of that somehow like sentience arose which is now human beings and i feel like human consciousness is the only thing in the entire universe the collective human consciousness you could call it the collective human wisdom people talk about mm -hmm. that is progressing towards order because we as a species are getting more defined and more ordered like we're understanding more we're progressing in a way all everything else might be falling apart but human beings are getting more ordered like not in the sense that we're getting more populated but the sense that we're building in a way Mm -hmm. And when you when you look at the uni universe like that in a way, I feel like science just becomes the most necessary tool that you need to implement in order to like go forward. So why I associate or why I identify as a student of science is because I feel like that is the only way, like that is the only tool you can use to add to this collective wisdom and add to the order that human beings are trending towards and that that's not to say that other um, fields of study are not important I feel like if you split that into two parts one of them is like progress and the other one is uh, sustenance which is how human beings spend their time while they're here I feel like all the other branches of study kind of contribute like the arts and humanities they contribute to sustenance because they help us live while we're here whereas science is something that pushes us forward so I'm, I just identify more with the the study that pushes it forward because I think I think of myself as somebody who is a little forward thinking and I like to live in the future. Thank you. I always love to hear about that and love to have these discussions with you. Of course uh, you do. <laughs> so, uh, on that note, what would you say last to people that are listening to you and then music that you suggest? Um... So people who are listening to me, whatever age you guys are, never drink and drive, drive responsibly, and just, yeah, take care. Music that you would suggest? Music I'd suggest. You could play, you could play classical music, play Baroque, anything that's Baroque. Mm -hmm. I could suggest you a few um, pieces by Bach that are really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, you could play, play Brandenburg Concerto Five. You want me to type? Yeah, go for it. Alright, well, on that note, thank you for joining me today. And thank you for this lovely discussion. Thanks for joining me too. <laughs> thank you for this lovely discussion. And see you next week. This is Franco. This is KWCW 90.5. That was Franco complicating the narrative joined by Al. Thank you for listen to me today and we'll leave you with Bach concerto 5 and D major okay I'm just gonna play it thank you